Episode 20, Season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, Greg Taylor from Salvador, Brazil. Or Taji Mundo. And Aaron Wolf from Boston. Hello, hello. Right, before we talk about the game, um, which we must, unfortunately, um, just begin the pod, um, one of our own um, has now has one of his own so congratulations to, ha- to harry kane and um and his partner kate um who gave birth to um ivy jane kane at 7 30 a.m this morning um and she weighs in at 7.8 pounds um so congratulations on behalf of the top Monster family podcast congratulations to harry kane and his partner kate Right, a new striker for Spurs ladies, eh? <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Potentially. Um, something to look forward to, 20-odd years from now, um, <laughs> if I'm still around. Um, right. Um, Aston Villa. Um, I. Oh, it's very difficult for me to... I, I, I struggled with that match. Um, I thought it was just, just a drab affair. It wasn't enjoyable... Um, we've got the result that's the main thing no injuries got the result we're in the next round of the FA Cup that's the, the positives that I can draw from it but it was a I didn't really enjoy it um, I don't think it helped that you had to pay to see it Javid <laughs> that's a good point yeah and I was worried about a tube strike or the tube strike which went ahead and, and how, how I would get back but that's another story um before I come to you, Greg, Aaron, um, what was your? You're going to put a, optim, a, a more positive spin on the game than than I possibly yeah. can. Yeah, I am. I'm going to say that it was the perfect, the perfect soundtrack to do the crossword puzzle too. It was. I was so bored by this game. I mean, I, I like like you. I kind of feel like great. We got the result. We. I feel like we learned some things about the side we learned some things about um our backup squad and we learned some things about the prospects of our uh second string striker but you know i as a whole i just thought it was i I think i think it was a bad game i think potch got the formation wrong um i'm very much an in potch we trust and i think that like it on one hand it was good to see him giving you know, the kids a chance to play in this formation that, that was so effective against Chelsea and, and over the weekend. But I think against Villa at home, we just we looked limp in the midfield. We didn't have any creativity um, in the attacking third. And in general, I just like I could barely stay focused until until um, actually Toby came off and the formation changed and we became a much more interesting side again. That was my takeaway. Greg? Can I go? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, speechless. I left them speechless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I saw the lineup, I thought, you know, it doesn't look like a second string side. Um, but I think what it did, it showed us how spoiled we are by the fact of having Walker and Rose always bombing down the wings. Yeah. Um, it it was, I suppose the first half was tidy, but it was um, totally unthreatening. It was almost as if, it's almost as if it's like a video game where they rack up points by passing it to each other. Um, I don't think it helped by the fact that Villa seemed to have a six-man defence, but there was just no, well, there's no urgency, there was no spark. Um, I think it would have been an ideal game for Lamella if he'd been fit to come back in, because I Absolutely. think at least he'd have, he would have put some spark back into it. Mm. Um, the, the substitutes made so much difference. I think Delhi. Delhi's more of a talisman than Kane, really, at the moment, I think. Because, not not just for the players, but for the fans as well. I think the, the fans felt a lot better. I, I think they were singing before he actually came on, weren't they? They were that's, singing this that's song. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, um, and then when GK came on, he injected even more spirit into the game. Um, it, it totally changed. It was a totally different game. I mean, they say a game of two halves. This was like a game of three quarters and another quarter, which was decent. Um, Davis's goal, I'm so pleased for him that he scored that goal, but wasn't it a fantastic goal? The technique of that yeah. header. Oh, I saw the replay, and I saw, they showed it from another angle. It was amazing. And I think our defenders tend to do that. I mean, Dyer's first goal for us, um, that was a fantastic glancing header. Um, Toby is good at these glassing headers. I think maybe they ought to train the attackers sometimes. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought Winks did very well, as usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, it was for me, it was between Winks and Trippier for Man of the Match. Um, but nobody really nobody really played out of their skins or anything. It was, it was only because of the subs that we got new life, I think. I think Honestly, was... I thought Nkudu played out of his skin. Oh yeah, Sorry, yeah, but he wasn't on for long enough. Was no, it? I was, I'll, no. I've been waiting to see him. I've got a feeling about him that he's going to be, he's going to be something different. You know, something like a even if he's just a super sub. You know, he he injects new life into into the into the the team. I think that it, it was nice that Ben Davis got got his first goal for us. He obviously had has scored one goal previously, but that was in the wrong end of the pitch against <laughs> Colchester. Um, a year ago, um, also in the, in the FA Cup, so it was, it was nice for him to get off the score sheet. Um, now the the lineup, there's, there's lots of debate beforehand and or, or when it was announced um, as well as to what form what lineup Pochettino goes with. So there's one school of thought which says play your strongest team because um, they're playing well and you, you don't want to interrupt that. Um, you want to have that continuity, but then I think that you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you if if Pochettino yeah. plays his strongest eleven, I'm sure there'll be people saying, "Oh, well, uh, if somebody gets a knock, oh, we shouldn't have played so and so. It's only Aston Villa." You play a weak team, um, you open yourself to, to <clears throat> a weaker team. You open yourself to criticism or Pochettino themselves to criticism if it doesn't go well. Um, I think he got the balance right. I think it was similar to Gillingham earlier this season 
where yeah. the, you know there was a com- there was obviously the, the the goalkeeper we we know about and the full alternating the fullbacks, but he had Alderweireld in there alongside Vimmer and um, uh, Carter Vickers. He had experience of Alderweireld. Um, gave Wanyama much needed needed rest, so you could put Dyer and Dyer's experience. We Dyer's experience. You know, he's only twenty two, but um, he, he's a seasoned player by now. Um, his experience in, in the centre of midfield alongside Winks, and then up front, okay, rest rest um, rest Kane. You've got Janssen there. You've got Son, who's sort of on the fringes of the team. Um, same with same with um, Sissoko, um, and you know it, 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 that's a team which should be able to beat Aston Villa. Although we struggled, exactly. I, I felt for the first half um, there, was, there was there was no penetration whatsoever. Um, it was just lots of full play and none of it in the erogenous regions anyway. Um, so uh, it just was a bit too much passing deep in our own half. Um, you know, passing it back, passing it, passing it sideways, keeping possession. But I just, I was looking at Janssen and I just felt really, I really felt really sad of him because I felt that he didn't play badly. He just didn't, didn't have any opportunities. He was making a lot of runs, but if he, if he, for example, ran in one direction, we'd get the ball, we'd pass it again across, back and forth um, along the sides, then then back to one of the centre backs, and then he he would then in turn have to come up the pitch to receive the ball and he, he he had no service whatsoever in the first half and there were one or two occasions where Son break, f- broke through but he didn't look up and pass the ball early so I felt felt for Janssen yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I really he... sorry for Janssen because he thought, is trying I, I thought Potch got the balance right as well but I like I said I think he got the formation wrong and I think that was evident in that passing back, all of that possession play building from the back, where normally you could see it was Vimmer to Toby to Carter Vickers back to Toby. Normally that would be our keeper coming up to to be to be that in the you know in the middle of that build from the back. Um, and and against Chelsea was really helpful. And and against Chelsea when when Dyer, Yan, and Toby were part of the back three, one of them we looked the most penetrating when one of them would suddenly surge forward and with these three Carter Vickers is young and Vimmer is you know he doesn't get that much match time and with Dyer playing in the holding role it at times felt like we had four center backs um and then there was not enough support for Jansen there was not enough support for our for our forward line to make any kind of incisive or make any kind of build a play around the box. It just sort of felt like we built up from the back and then it kind of petered out. And often Jansen looked really bad on the ball as a result. I don't think he was as bad as people on Twitter, for example, are making him out to be, but he did not, he, he didn't do much to make, make himself and give himself an, a strong argument for, for being, you know, Kane's replacement when needed. Uh, I mean, he, he, I think he's a, he, he's a different player to 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 to, to Kane. Um, yeah. And he, he plays with his bat face to, to, to go. I I would argue we just don't play to his strengths, and we need. I was sort of hoping, particularly with Trippier on the pitch, that we would get early crosses into to Janssen, but it wasn't to be. Um, I think that you're right about. I, I agree. I, I think that the, the the back three. I think that 
we probably didn't need that system against um, against Villa, and it was noticeable. I can't remember whether it was you, you Aaron, or, or, or Greg. It was noticeable that when Toby came off, and we, we lost a defender, um, we looked a lot looks a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Winks superb for me. He was man of the match. I was really impressed with him. He was great. Um, I think what what we lacked was in that final third. I think in the other positions, you know, centre backs. Centre backs came in. They um, they did a um, they did a really good job. Um, that's fine. But it was just that final third. I think not having obviously let Lamella's injured, but also not, you know, not having Ericsson, not having Delhi. We lack that creativity, particularly with Ericsson and, and Delhi Ali, the form that they've had recently. Um, the players that came in, San Sissoko, um, they didn't have. If they're they're supposed to be our creative players, um, of the starting eleven, they didn't. Um, they offered nothing for me. Um, <clears throat> um, Winks plays much further deeper, so he starts a lot, lot of the moves moves off, and he's very good with his passing. But um, I think we lacked that until Deli Ali came on. I think when he came on, which I, I personally would have taken off either Sissoko or Son and kept Janssen on. Um, but I thought when Deli Ali came on, he he looked very lively. He looked he looked a player who's on form, um, and I think that that made a big difference. We were much more incisive, much more looking forward. Something that something that bothered me was that these players should have been using it as an opportunity to show what they can do and make a case for them being starters and being in the first team. But it was almost like a lot of them were thinking, oh, "Well, okay, I'm okay with the cup matches." You know, they didn't take they didn't take advantage of something that they, that they really should have and could have. I wonder how much of a role. I mean, we've said a lot that that this team in general is more than the sum of its parts, right? It's like the the there's there's no. I mean, there are a few players that when they hit their form, they're unplayable. But for the most part, Kane is great when the players around him are playing to his strengths and, and Delhi is the same and um and I think I think we really see the role that Ericsson or Lamella play in the in the team today. Where where we didn't have I mean even Tom Carroll or at, at times Ryan Mason, right? That kind of creative midfielder player who who we really didn't have on the pitch today. And and as a result I think no one could could shine in at all. There was nobody looking to make a pass that that um, unlocked this very very comp- complicated uh, six man defense that Villa had. Mm. And um, the few times that it did happen, the, the couple of give and goes between Sissoko and 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 Son or Janssen and Son, that we we looked bright, but it was really few and far between, and we didn't have. Lamella or Erickson on the pitch. Um, Erickson obviously gets a rest. Lamella is a worry what's going on with him. But it's also very clear we don't have a clear backup for, for Erickson right now. No. Um, I, I guess if you you know if, if you take that um, trio of Erickson, Ali and 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 um, Lamella, the next one, the next, 
if you play with those three, let's just say for argument, let's say you go four two three one, like we did mm-hmm. last season, and they're your three. The next players down are Sissoko and Son that would that would come in if any one of those players of just right. were injured or, or whatever, and they're, they're not of the same. I know I know Sissoko is starting to show the last few matches he's done okay, and I know that Son when he when he blows hot he can be a very good player, but they. They, one of them, one of them, his game is about strength, um, and the other one, his game is about pace and being very direct. Okay, which, which yeah. are both important a- attributes, but they're not. Neither of them are players that unlock a defence in the way that Eriksson does, or or Lamella, or for that matter, um, to some yeah, degree, it's, Ali. Is is especially Sun? I think Sun is more of a like a receiver. Rather than a provider of the mm. of the, the passes That's through right. the defence, I can see Sissoko doing that. Um, I think he's showing glimpses of it at the moment, and there, there was a great moment uh, uh, today when he he was he was almost doing like a Dembele, like like a gazelle going through yeah. piles of players. Um, I think it, it, it just went a bit too far in front of him at one point, or he got clipped or something, so it didn't really work. But but I. I I don't find Son as someone who who provides, who unlocks the door, rather than someone who's on the other side to help you in. Do you know what I mean? I agree, I agree 100%. And I think he's... I think we saw that today, where he's he's looking to make a clever run alongside Jansen much more than he's looking to pick up the ball in the midfield, turn and, and find a clever pass. And, and we, we did look different... For many reasons, but when Ali came on, and then Inkudu came on, and then actually also Onoma, I thought for the brief minutes that he got looked pretty bright. Um, also looking to kind of thread thread a ball. Um. Possibly going forward, um, Marcus Edwards might be the the player. Yeah. That, but but that's, you know, that's a long way. Well, I can't off. wait to see him. Um, <laughs> Mini Messi. <laughs> Let's just hope he lives up to that. Well, yeah, we've—I mean, Pochettino rates him highly, and if Pochettino rates him highly, that's that's good enough for me. Um, so yeah. it's it's a draw for the um, fourth round of the FA Cup tomorrow, tomorrow evening. It's just gone seven o'clock in the evening UK time. Um, just looking at the teams that we could possibly draw. Um, you've got Ipswich Town or Lincoln City, Rochdale, Manchester United, the Premier League teams, Hull. Um, Sunderland or Burnley, Blackburn, Millwall, Man City, um, Brighton, Blackpool or Barnsley, Wigan or Nottingham Forest, Birmingham or Newcastle, um, Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Derby, Leicester, Liverpool or Plymouth. That was interesting. Liverpool and Plymouth drawing. Um, Wickham, Watford, Woolwich, Fulham, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Cambridge or Leeds United, Bristol or Fleetwood Town, Huddersfield. Uh, then we've got ourselves, we're in number 26 in the ball, 27, Brentford, 28, Bolton or Crystal Palace, 29, Nor- Norwich or Southampton, Sutton or AFC Wimbledon, and then finally, either Accrington Stanley or Oxford United. So there's a lot of um, teams in the, in the lower leagues that we could face. There were a few Premier League teams that went out um, yesterday. Um I'm guessing we we all want a nice easy home tie, and no replay. Yeah, I would. Yeah. 
I mean, I would take also Woolwich at home, but and 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 smash them. But yeah, I mean, probably a nice easy yeah. home tie would be nice. Um, I would yeah. I I, I just don't want to replay. Um, I don't want don't want fixed fixed congestion. And at the moment, White Hart Lane seems to be a bit of a fortress. So. Um, Considering so, there's a bloody great hole in one corner, that's quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah, no, that that I I thought we wouldn't cope with that this season, but but we've I think we've won however many eleven eleven or twelve matches in all competitions, um, and only drawing against Liverpool and Leicester City. Um, just jumping ahead to one of the questions. Um, Things we're talking FA Cup. We had a question on Twitter from at bubble three three four one seven zero who says, "How much does the FA Cup mean to you?" I love it, and it's been too long since we won it. Let me start with you, Greg, and then I'll bring you in, Aaron. Uh, to be honest, it lost its charm a while ago for me. I mean, when I was younger, it, it seemed much more important. Um, don't know. Don't know. If that was a case that we had more chance of winning it, but we were, we were actually winning it occasionally. Um, but now, I mean, if I was given the choice, I'd rather win the Europa League, because, I mean, it's the only stick that we've got that we can still beat the Gunners with, you know, because we've won more European trophies than them. And if we can get another one, knock us up to four, I think, and them, I think they've only won one. They won the Intertoto Cup, but that doesn't really count, or, or the Fairs Cup. They won the first cup, cup and they, won the, they, they cup. won the cup. They won the cup winners' cup more recently in '94. Yeah, but the Intercity's Fair Cup. I mean, Fairs yeah. Cup. I mean that that's not even recognised by FIFA and UEFA anyway. So correct. Yeah, that was a forerunner so for the UEFA Cup, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so I would. I'd, I'd like to say I'd like to get excited if we get to the final. Of course, you know. Or in the semi-final, I'll, I'll, my ears will prick up and I'll give it more attention. But it's it's not what it used to be. It's like you know, just the the, the game has changed now. All the money in the game and the. I mean, I remember the days. What was it? Hereford United beating Leeds and Leeds were in the in the first division at the time and Colchester having a good run and uh, a good win and things like that. Real giant killers. You don't really see that either now. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I completely concur, concur with that. I, if if we win it, great, all all well and good. Um, but I, I'd rather us, to be honest, won the Euro, Europa Cup, if anything, particularly as it means that um, we would qualify for the Champions League. Um, although, of course, I'd rather do that through league position um, than rely on a, on a trophy. Um, and yeah, it's something that, for me, growing up as a kid, it, it had a, it had a there was a magic of the FA Cup, and I think some of that stems from TV and the fact that um, it used to be the only sort of live game, one of the only the FA Cup final was one of the very few live matches that you would get in England, um, and now you've just got a saturation of so much football, Champions League football, and so many live games, and then you've got. TV dictating when kickoffs are for the FA Cup, and it's spread spread all over the weekend. So, um, and then it, and then you've got teams not playing full strength sides. So all of that, unfortunately, has has diminished the value of the competition. 
Um, but yeah, if we went all the way and, and we won it, great, fantastic. Um, the, to uh, me, I think I think if we weren't in 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 the position that we are in the league, I think mm. it might be more interesting to me personally. But I also say this about cup competitions in general, which I think is often forgotten. We we think of it as like sort of a consolation prize, but it's really really hard to win a cup. It's much harder in some ways to win a cup than it is to win the league. There's a zero margin for error, right? If you lose a single game, you're yeah, you're but done. you've only got to win six games to win the FA Cup. Right, but if, if you, you if I mean, we win. we were thrilled when we when we win six games on a, on the bounce. It's a, it's it's a great achievement, you know, and that's that's. Not in, I mean, and those are. It, it it is an achievement to do that, you know. It's so it, it's true that there's sh- it's a shorter competition, and it's true that all you have to do is win six. But, you know, a unlucky day and you you're out, and that's and and you can have unlucky days in the league, and still win the league. Um, you know that. So I. Like I think I think I echo what Greg is you were saying. You know, if, if we get deeper in the competition, I will certainly not be doing the crossword puzzle during the game. You know, uh, but right now it sort of feels like okay, this is this is a fun diversion from the league. But we're we're serious contenders, I believe, for the league, and we should. You know, I, I'm I'm gl- I'm really glad that the players that needed rest got rest, and and we can look forward to you know. No injuries going forward in the league, personally. The thing is, though, that with the with the FA Cup and the League Cup, if you say if a team has won the FA Cup or the League Cup, they don't frighten the other teams. Whereas, if you show consistency and you finish in the top four, and even better if you obviously if you win it, but if you come second or third or third like we did last season, you frighten other teams. The, the FA Cup is not FA Cup and League Cup winners. They don't frighten anybody. Right. No, the, 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 the only thing is, coming back to what we said earlier, we, you know, if we got to the final and, and we won it, it's a trophy which we, we should all, all take. And I think there's something to be said also for winning these, well, you know, whether it's FA Cup or League Cup. Um, there's something to be said for, for, for winning these, not just not just for the fans and for the fact that it's a bit of silverware, but because. It breeds a winning mentality. If you look at um, both Chelsea and Man City under Mourinho and Pellegrini, um, they won League Cups first. Even um, with, um, oh God, his name escapes me, the previous Man City manager, Mancini, um, he won an FA Cup first and then they went on to win the league. So I think getting any trophy um, under your belt is good, but it doesn't quite have the magic for me as it once did. Um you mentioned league, Aaron. So let, let's jump ahead because um, there's only so much I can I can talk and, and, and relive that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, difficult to polish a turd. Um, we've got West Bromwich Albion next next um, next Saturday. Um, predictions. Uh, we win. <laughs> we win big and okay. everybody starts to talk very clearly about how uh, Spurs are contenders for the league in a way that um, they may have said in the beginning of the season but stopped talking about and we get we get the monkey of West Brom off our back um, I, I think I think the psychological factor uh is not going to come into play. 
Scoreline? Uh, 3 1. Okay. I think I think it's back to business as usual. Um, I mean, we'll be back with our normal first teamers. Um, I think maybe the fact that they didn't play today, most of them, maybe they could be have been concentrating in the training on on beating West Brom. So I think we're going to win three 0 Okay. Um, I. This is the game that really concerns me. I uh, oh, said it before. The West Bromwich in particular and Tony Pulis teams don't rest easy with me. Um, uh, having said all of that, I don't think I've, certainly in the league this season, I don't think there's been any match that I've predicted, even for that matter last season possibly, um, I don't think there's been any time that I've predicted that we'll, that we'll lose a game. Um I don't think we're going to draw it. I think we'll. I think we'll win, but I don't think it'll be easy. I think it will be two-one. Um, they'll make life difficult, um, and I think we, we will edge it though. And I think the fact that we're this season so good at home, um, and and it's become a fortress. Um, I, I I think also the early. I think we said this on the on the last podcast. I think the early kickoff will be good as well for us mm-hmm. um, because. Um, Uh, yeah, it, it will. Well, it'll be good, good, good for us in, in the sense that that's it. We, we get the game out at, at, um, out of the way and the three points in the bag. Having said that, thinking about it, I don't think we've got a good, good record with early Saturday lunchtime kickoffs. And the crowd don't always seem to get going. So, am I talking myself into? Um, no, two one. I'll, I'll, I'll go with two one. But I really. I'll be quite glad when, when this match is over, um, the West Brom game is over. And I'm, in some some ways, I'm far more relaxed about Chelsea or, or, or Manchester City the following week away. Um, okay, I'm hoping we... that Harry Kane doesn't have paternity leave that's going to interfere with it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it on, on, on the way back. I, I should imagine he'll get a few days off during the week, but... I, I, I suspect that it may be come back in Wednesday afternoon or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I suspect he will. He will. It's the game on Saturday or Sunday. It's Saturday it's lunchtime. Saturday. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I, right. I, I suspect he will look after himself and and, and, and keep fit and, and maybe do some training towards it. Um, half half the baby into the cot and things like that. <laughs> 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 right. Um, before we do, well, we shall do some more questions in the second half of the podcast. Um, but here's um, Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hey, it's Bex with a super quick update because I'm in snowy Romania and it's too bloody cold to talk for very long away from a fire or something sensible. Uh, the girls played today. They played Gillingham at Chesson. That was a one o'clock kickoff in the second round of the Women's FA Cup. They continued their winning form from last year, although they left it really late. Gillingham had the best of the first half, according to the official uh, Twitter site. Um, the girls played much better in the second half. Maya Vio coming on on 71 minutes and scored on 77, no, sorry, 75 minutes for the first goal, followed by two in quick succession from Bianca Baptiste. So it puts the girls through to the third round proper of the FA Cup. They are still top of the league. They are definitely worth going to watch. Have I said that before? Maybe. 
They play their next league game next weekend against Charlton Ladies, and that's at Chesterton at 2 o'clock kickoff. Definitely worth going to watch. Charlton are their closest rivals in the league, uh, so it should be quite a good match, quite a tough match. Anyway, any questions, usual place on Twitter, at BunchesBex. Cheers, bye-bye. Hi, welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Um, right, before we do some questions, um, as I've mentioned in the previous couple of pods, um, we've, we've now got a YouTube channel, the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. You can search for us, so search for that um, under YouTube, and you'll see um, links to all the previous episodes, um, and also some fan content, um, like footage from from matches um uh there was some footage from the chelsea match that was up, up, uploaded uh, recently um chanting and singing in the ground and coming out of the ground that sort of thing um also if you want to send us any questions you can do so do so via twitter the twitter handle is at chf podcast you can also contact us via the tottenham hotspur family podcast facebook page and via email the email address is spurs at the tottenham hotspur family podcast.com Right, um, Peter Massey asks, did Sherwood really exist or was he just a bad trip? <laughs> I was thinking about the same with ABB. Like, that's like this black hole. I mean, I really liked ABB and I, I, I defended him. I But like I, right now, when we talk about Spurs teams, I feel like we talk about Rednaps. I mean, in in recent years, I feel like we talk about Rednap to Pochettino as though like these two other iterations of the of the of the team didn't exist. And I I don't know. I mean, I don't think it did. I don't think it did. I think I went to sleep sometime around when Bale got um, refused to go to Madrid the first time, or or didn't go to Madrid the first time, and then I woke up, you know, uh, sometime around Chelsea last year. I it's it's funny. Um. When you were over here um, last year, or over a year ago, um, and um, we met Aaron, and you and I watched the, the Villa match, I think that was just after Sherwood had had been fired, which which was a great shame that we didn't get to see his. Oh right, right, right. Um, return at the lane. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it, the um, Tim Sherwood and his Chile was very much a. Um, it did happen, um, but it, it's difficult to difficult to to, to imagine. It's, it's funny that that the one season since 2009 until now, 2009-010, now we've either finished fourth or fifth, um, other than last season when we finished third, and other than the season that AVB started off um, in charge and then got fired, and then Sherwood came in 2013-14 when we finished sixth. Um, and yeah, it's funny you should mention both those managers. Um, it, it wasn't a good, good time. If there was ever a definition of a team being in tr- transition, that was yeah. it at that point. Going from what we had under Harry Redknapp, and I know he, he's much maligned now, and people criticise him. But whatever you say about Harry, we we did have some good times, finishing fourth and fifth, and qualifying for the Champions League, and then going on a run and having these wonderful players like Bale and. Modric, okay, who he who he happened to inherit, um, but he also brought Defoe back to the club, and we had that. He brought brought in Van der Vaart, and and it was a good time. And then we went from that to a rather turgid and boring, dull time, and then and then now we've got what what we've got with with, with Pochettino. So um, yeah, 
Say what punch. you will about Sherwood. He 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 was a good punchline. AVB was just depressing. Hmm. I think I think Sherwood was an a necessary evil, so that um to to get Daniel to to mend his ways and actually find somebody decent and appoint him and stick with him. Well, oh so, yeah, he did exist and he was necessary, unfortunately. <laughs> You know how at school um, you've got your teacher and then the teacher's away and then a caretaker teacher comes in or I guess in the States they call it a substitute teacher uh-huh. and, they, 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 and they come in and they've got no authority whatsoever. Suddenly the, 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 the tone changes when they come in. They've got little authority. Um, and that stems from, the, I suppose, the fact that, that the students know that that teacher is a caretaker or a substitute teacher and they're only going to be here for a short space of time. That's what it felt like with with Sherwood. The players didn't give a fuck, and he he was just an interim manager, and that's it. And we got got uh, we we got, or Levy got his man. I I suspect when that appointment was made, I know he was given a contract. It wasn't a short term contract. I think I think it was an eighteen month contract. Um, but I suspect that Levy, in the back of his mind, had already identified. Pochettino and maybe others as, as well and it was just a question of those people being available in, in that summer anyway um, okay two questions around Janssen Sam Moore is Janssen going to force his way into the team for the Premier League games and if so when John Steggles asked Janssen's days at the club numbers I think it's too early I, I, to, to I think with, with Janssen he's still 22 I think that you know, Soldado was at Spurs for, for for a good two years, albeit one year if it was wasn't under Pochettino. Um, I think, you know, it, it it's going to take a while. Um, uh, I don't think he's going to force his way into the pr- pr- Premier League games. I think Kane's number one, and I think Kane will continue to be number number one. Um, I don't think his days at the club are numbers just yet. I yeah, think. I, I think... I think he, I think he needs some coaching, and or maybe the the rest of the attack needs some coaching so that they can actually work together uh, to to benefit him because it's 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 like he's been thrown in the middle of a in the middle of a lake of alligators and he's not sure and he's he's swam a couple of lengths in the swimming pool and he's not sure if he can swim or not he's he, he's doing his best I mean but so, something's just not clicking. I don't want him to be another soldado. I really don't want him to be another soldado. Um, but I, I, I just worry a little that maybe, maybe like soldado, the Premier League's not the right league for him. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to um, give up on him yet. Um, I, I, I just hope, I just hope that he can prove us all wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think. The answer is no on both sides, but I, I agree with both of you. I think I think it's too early, and I think um, I don't you know he has a he has a hard situation, much like Soldado's situation became got hard at the end, where he's not gonna see minutes with the first team right now, um, but that means he's always gonna be playing in these kind of makeshift sides, and. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be easy for him, and he'll he'll have to do it where we don't see it, which is on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, yeah, I, at this point, I don't, I can't. I think there's 
I think Sun is still ahead of him as as the backup for Kane. Uh, if Kane is in a, in a, in a game, um, so you know he'll have this competition, and it'll be cu- interesting to see what happens with Europa. Um, what what kind of side Poch puts out, but at this point, it's not it's not looking great for this season for for Jansen. And I certainly hope that he doesn't go anywhere. People are talking about him going in the summer. I I really don't imagine he'll go anywhere in the summer. I really hope he doesn't go anywhere in the summer because I'd like him to have a full a full year. Okay, um, Richard Healy asks, might seem, uh, sorry, Richard Healy asks, with Vorm signing a new contract and playing in games like today, what was the point of the loan signing of um, Lopez? And does anyone think a former first-teamer in La Liga will be happy being our permanent number three? If he does, surely that shows how attractive we are to attract foreign players. Um, just then goes on to say a shout out to Harry Winks when he started getting minutes um, I thought he was nothing more than a sub he looked first team ready today even against the poop opposition um, yeah we, we've all talked talked about Winks today and how well he did um, so for Vorm for, not Vorm sorry for um, Lopez as far as I understand it um, McGee who was the third goalkeeper um, he's been loaned out. I, I, don't, I can't remember to which team. And if he's been lo- loaned out, generally with Pochettino, when a player gets lo- loaned out, the days that Spurs are numbered. Yeah. Um, so we needed a third goalkeeper, and um, we brought somebody in on loan. And I think Lopez played for es- Espanyol, possibly. So mm-hmm. there's a link there with Espanyol and, and, and Pochettino. Um, so I think... That's what it comes down to. I'm not, I'm not sure that he'll be there come come next season. Um, it might not be any, anything more than that. The other possibility, of course, is that Vorm, although he signed a contract, just because he signed a contract, that it doesn't mean to say that he's going to be um, at Spurs forevermore. It might be. I think his, his contract was, wasn't as long. The extension wasn't as long as Hugo, I believe. Um, in which case it might be that we're just protecting that asset and then if we can sell him on we can get some money in return and possibly if Lopez proves to be a good enough goalkeeper I know he hasn't really played but at least Pochettino sees sees him in training um, he might end up becoming a permanent um, signing and, and being the n- n- um, number two should, should Vaughan no longer be there that's how I read the situation that's exactly not a lot how I've been out to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, same here, Aaron. I, I, yeah. That's exactly how I was reading it as well. <laughs> and and by the way, he's at think Luke McGee's at Peterborough, and he's made five appearances apparently. So I mean, he's not even in the starting lineup there. Um, so if we're looking for a solid third third uh, keeper, for, also, there's also bar, there's also injury, right? It's not just if if uh, one of them goes, the minute that you know, knock wood, Vorm or Loris get get injured. We we need somebody else on the bench, and um, so we need a third. Hmm. Okay, question from Nick Seal. Um, in terms of rivalry, who this is actually a question which came in um, when we did the last the, the, the midweek podcast um, after the Chelsea win, um, but it came in very late, um, so I didn't didn't read it. But but it's still a applicable at any point in time um nick seal asks in terms of rivalry who for you is the most enjoyable team to beat chelsea or arsenal 
I, th- I think it depends. I mean, this season, Chelsea, because they were on that run and it was nice to rub their nose in it. Um, they, they stopped our run. We've stopped theirs. And they were running away with the league. Um, actually, finishing above the Gooners is more important to me than beating them in ind- individual games. Of course, I always want us to beat them. Um, you know, no, no doubting that. But there's, there's still that thing about finishing above them that is that is gut-wrenching when we don't and when we didn't last season. That was horrible. Um, but the actual most in, in, enjoyable team to beat at the moment, Chelsea, because they're, they're, they're the tougher target. They're the bigger target. Yeah, I think, I think like on the individual basis, so globally Arsenal, because, because Arsenal, right? I mean, it's just those, I, the, that feeling... When we, when we beat them is is unlike anything that I've felt personally. But on the individual level, in the past couple of years, wins against Chelsea have mattered in a way for our position in the league. Or games against Chelsea have mattered in a way that that um, games against Arsenal haven't exactly. I think that, that like they, they've they've mattered about where we are because of Chelsea's position. So what so that five three win. It, it was this enormous fu to Mourinho, and it was this enormous fu to to the rest of the league that showed, sort of, announced our our presence as competitors that we were that we were a, a a team to be reckoned with. And I think this recent win mattered in a way on the individual basis that that it, this was we were the only team that was capable of 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 stopping Chelsea and and. I believed going into this game, it, we were the only ones that would be able to to do it, um, because of the way we play, because of Poch, because of our of our squad, and so I think I think they're almost more meaningful right now a, a win against Chelsea, but it feels yeah. better to beat Woolwich. Yeah, um, I think I'm I'm preconditioned as Spurs fan to to say Arsenal always but it was it, it, uh, Chelsea run run at a close second um, and it was particularly sweet to beat them the other night um, I t- I, for me taking the question the other way around the one that I, f- I hate losing to more is Arsenal as much as I don't yeah. like Chelsea as much as I, I can't stand them I can get over it quicker than I can get over losing to Arsenal it really, losing to Arsenal really, really it, it, oh, oh, there's something about that club um, uh, yeah um, that's, that's a good way of looking at it as well yeah, it does hurt more to lose to Arsenal than it does to lose to Chelsea but but then I see I, I know a lot of Spurs fans that that, um, that can't stand losing to West Ham and for me I, I don't I don't, they're, they're just they run to the litter. That 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 they're nothing. I, I don't you know. Yeah. For for me, yeah. If if West Ham beat us, sure I don't like that, and sure I don't like the fact that it, to them it's you know it's their cup final and and it means so much. But in a way, it doesn't mean as much to me as it means to them. So hence, I couldn't care less really. You know, I just put it down to a, a freak a freak result. Whereas. For me, Arsenal are a bigger team, and they are our biggest rivals. And Chelsea are just this team that have just 
in the last 15 years or whatever acquired money and and uh, but you know they don't have the history of of, 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 of us or for that matter Arsenal um, David Fornell are we not overheating our expectations again like last season on our title hopes we all suffered a terrible disappointment last season and we seem to be heading in the same direction I I'm emphatically no we are not overheating our expectations and I think that if you like you have to you have to like disappointment is the flip side of ecstasy like if you if you're not going to risk the pain then you don't deserve the joy that's gonna that that's to come and i i think i think yes like we have to believe we're going to win this league and if we're if we don't believe it then we're just hoping praying for the fourth place trophy and i and like as far as i'm concerned right now we can win it and 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 we deserve to win it and we are the best team in the league right now um, or at least <clears throat> have the potential to be the best team in the league right now. And to me, the, the, the disappointment of last season, it was enormous. But um, I wouldn't trade that disappointment for the world. Like, I wouldn't trade that disappointment to have come in fourth comfortably last season. The fact that we were there to the bitter end, the fact that, that the, the battle of the bridge, you know, what happened was an incredible indication of like how much this matters to our players and how much it matters to us and i wouldn't i wouldn't trade that for the for any sort of comfort or stability knowing that we were going to finish always fourth but not not really compete for the league so no i think i think we should be building our 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 hopes up we should be supporting the, the team like crazy and we should be convincing ourselves that not only can we win this but that we are going to win it Yeah, I, I would say that if we were Everton or Southampton, yes. But we're not Everton or Southampton, we're Tottenham Hotspur. We have the capability, we have the players, we certainly have the manager. Um, we, we are, we're getting everything in place to, to do this. It, I don't think it should be an expectation, but we should certainly be optimistic. Um, you know, it, I, I often think that the problem with some fans today is not necessarily Spurs fans, but some fans today is that older fans hope to win the league, whereas younger fans expect to win it. Because a lot of because a lot of the younger fans now, you know, the Chelsea, Arsenal, um, Man City, etc., money pouring in all over the place. And as we always say, we we do it properly. We're attacking the the, the Premiership properly. Um, so I, I I think we we should be optimistic. We should understand that we have the capability. We may not win it, but we'll have a damn good try. Yeah, I mean, Ch- Chelsea might not win it, for example. They're, they're very well placed to, to, to do so at the moment. Um, seven points clear of, of us and, what is it, four, uh, four or five points clear of, of, um, of Liverpool. 13 matches they, they won on the, on the spin. They're well placed to do it, but they might not. Liverpool were well placed to do it. We fought at one point a few years ago when Suarez was scoring a whole lot of goals. They didn't. Um, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that we've got. If you look around, what really annoys me is um, that you've got the media pundits, right, 
by and large writing us writing us off um that's in in itself annoying but also equally annoying at times is sometimes within our own fan base a lot of our fans just don't believe we can do it they're almost looking at tottenham in the same way that i looked at tottenham growing up because tottenham were you know in the 90s and the early part of the naughty to poor team for the most part and even when we had spells where we had um some good players or, or we looked as though we might be challenging for something and then it just proved to be a false dawn you know i don't know bale was sold or whoever it was um uh carrick a few years ago berbatov um or, or this manager left or or, or harry redknapp was linked link, link with the Eng- england job and he took his eye off the ball or whatever it may, may be it feels so much different with tottenham under pochettino we've got yeah. um best Best one of the best young managers out there, coaches out there, managers certainly, man managing players. Um, we've got um, the best training facility in the whole of um, whole of England. Facts. We've got a, a fantastic new stadium which is on, on its way. We've got young players, young English players coming through. Um, we've done as well as well as we have last season in the league and this season in the league with. with nowhere near the resources and finances of, of, of the teams around us um, or below us and um, most of all we've got a chairman who who is tying down all all the assets assets in particular the manager um, to long-term deals so we've got we're laying the foundations for for, for, for I believe um, success not just you know, not just winning the league this season I think we will we will be a force to be reckoned with for, 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 for the next few years and a lot of uh, Spurs fans accuse me of maybe being over optimistic or, or getting carried away I, I genuinely but I said it at the beginning of the season I, I, nothing has changed and I'm not going to renege from anything I said I, I genuinely believe that we can um, we can win the league this season and I say that not because I'm an overly optimistic person I, I'm not I'm not a pessimistic person either. I'm a pragmatist, and I think that we we are well equipped to to do so. Um, and watch this space. I want to I want to add to to one thing that you said, Greg, because I think you're absolutely exactly right that there's there's the there's the teams that expect it and then are disappointed, and then there's the teams that are striving for it and then are disappointed. And I think I, to me, the disappointment last season was glorious. It was. It was disappointing and it hurt, but that pain, that was that was that was growing pain. We didn't think yeah. we could feel that pain. We didn't think that that would be part of our of our team so quickly, you know. And um, and I would rather feel that pain than not. And and to me, you know, I, I come back to it, but that 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 drawing against Ch- Chelsea. I mean, the, the loss against Newcastle was horrible. But I think the, it was over by then, right? The, it was it was at, at at Chelsea where you saw all of the catharsis and all of the disappointment and all of the you know frustration spill over. But that's a glorious moment. That's a moment that we'll never ever ever forget. And you look at something like Arsenal fan TV when when they lose and that disappointment, that frustration is is about people that expect and feel like they deserve deserve something that they're not getting and. That's that's really different. I think the minute we get to that position where we're we're annoyed at, at what we've got and, and think that we should be getting better without um, without the kind of work that we've been putting in, that's where we have a problem. But right now, I think we should be aiming as high as we could possibly imagine. Mm. 
Um, we had a couple more questions, but uh, to be honest, on that, I'd, I'd, I'd actually quite like to end on a positive note um, than than look at the, the last few <laughs> questions. Um, the next podcast will be we will record that um, Sunday, um, the day after the West Brom match. Um, Greg, thank you as ever. You're welcome, mate. Enjoyed it as ever. <laughs> Um, Aaron, thank you. Obrigado. Hey, Greg, how's that? Yeah, not obrigado, that's good. At least you didn't say obrigada. Because obrigada is for girls. <laughs> and on that note, um, as ever, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather around and sing it out and we'll talk